With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, Billy Sports fan? It's the middle of the week, which means it is time for your midterm with your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, and our intern, Chris Lewa. Chris, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm getting ready for this big game Sunday. <laughs> getting ready for the big game. I don't know. Do we have to call it the big game? Can we call it? Can we call it the Super Bowl? Like, mean, are we allowed to say it? I mean, people call it the big game. People call it the Super Bowl. Who knows? We. It's just, it's just a football game at the end of the day. I know that. I know <laughs> at the end of the day, that's true. Coach talk out of Chris Lee when in the locker room. At the end of the day, guys, it's just a football game. <laughs> like <laughs> the big, the big game happening in Los Angeles. This Sunday is not an L.A. Laker game, although I think of Laker Sundays and they're all whites and stuff like that. The L.A. game this Sunday is the Los Angeles Rams, technically the road team, are heading to Los Angeles slash staying in Los Angeles to play Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. If you have not heard yet, that's a big time matchup that's fun in a lot of ways. Cincinnati has not been to the Super Bowl in my lifetime, and I'm 30 years old i think there's like 33 years 34 years since i've been the super bowl 31, last. 33 something around there yeah somewhere in the somewhere in the low 30s la rams on the opposite side of that we're just in it a couple years back this is mcveigh's second super bowl in five years as head coach and i i don't know that like he gets much winner talk because he kind of you know pooped the bed a little bit in the first one but like two super bowls in five years is that's a lot. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that, that's some good stuff. That For a first-time head coach and guys so young, that's a lot. Chris, before we dive into the matchup too much, I haven't talked to you extensively since the, the conference championship games 
What were your thoughts back when those happens? Obviously, you were closer to being right than I was. I, I really was not as high on Joe Burrow. What, what did you think about what happened? I mean, I wasn't that. I mean, I was high on the Bengals. I wanted them to win, but I like, no, like I kept. I remember saying that the Chiefs were gonna win the game, and yet somehow Joe Burrow pulled off the magnificent game. And honestly, like we can dive into more in a couple minutes, but like if he can somehow pull this off this Sunday, which I'm really not sure if he can't, I think he has to like. Possibly jump over Mahomes and Allen as like the top young QB in the league, but this is all depending on what happens. Well, and the interesting thing too, and we'll talk more about the game itself in a minute. But like, as far as legacy of a guy goes, I feel like there was po- points of the season where like Joe Burrow was overhyped because I would be like, guys, he's like as old as Lamar Jackson because he did five years of high school, five years of college. Like he's a little bit older. Like this is think of him more as like a fourth, fifth year kind of guy and. Like you mentioned, he's now playing at the same level or certainly winning the games, I should say. He's doing it very differently and, and has miraculous things happen with his kicker and stuff like that. But like it's playing at the same level as far as winning goes as those other guys, as the Allens and whatnot. It's in the Super Bowl, which is more than Lamar Jackson can say. I always compare the two because they're born a month apart and Lamar is technically younger and won the NFL MVP the same year that he won the Heisman and that's like an interesting comparison or whatever. But certainly has won more playoff games than Lamar has for whatever that's worth. Speaking of the future of the NFL, cryptocurrency is the future. Don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie and you get in the game now. To get kickstart the crypto, use promo code FNSportsW to first deposit in crypto on my bookie up to $1,000. The best part is my bookie accepts all well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum, so you can bet and withdraw with crypto. The big game is this weekend, and the LA Rams face the, the Cincinnati Bengals, for all of the marbles, be sure to bet on Matt Stafford and the Rams to take home the trophy this weekend against Cincinnati. Don't miss out. They'll be your first deposit up to $1,000 using promo code FN Sports. Head to my book today, place your bets, and watch Sparks Fly this weekend. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Chris, it sounds like my bookie has placed their bet, or they certainly are favoring the LA Rams. Again, it's weird. They're technically not, this is just like last year, they're technically not the home team. The game is in Los Angeles. I don't think of L.A. as a football town in the kind of way that would necessarily sway the home crowd. We certainly saw with the Niners this season in the L.A. version of the regular season game and in the NFC Championship, there was a lot of red in the stands, right? You have to imagine that Super Bowl, and especially the first Super Bowl for Cincinnati in 30-plus years, would yield a lot of orange in the stands this weekend, but it it's a weird mixture back and forth there. My bookie seems to think or I say odds makers seem to think that the LA Rams have a big advantage there. The line is minus four and a half. And so the thesis this week for you, Chris reads the LA Rams will win by more than four points. You hear that. And what do you think? Mm, I'm going to go with a B minus. So I'm also kind of torn here because it's not that I don't think the Rams can win. I actually think if we're just a head-to-head or a pick them, I might pick the Rams. Four and a half points is weirdly like more than I'm willing to give this. I, I think yeah. I'm going to say like Cincinnati keeps it within a field goal. They had, you know, McPherson's had a great playoff run. So I'm going to say Cincinnati keeps it less than four and a half points, but the Rams win. And I think if I'm doing the grading right here, that puts me at a C. So let's dive into why that's the case. Chris, 
You're also as undecided as I am. It sounds like you might be leaning a little bit more closer to a touchdown or closer to four and a half, five, six, seven, eight points. Walk us through what you're thinking when you say that. So, like like I briefly mentioned before, AFC Championship game, I think even the divisional round against the Titans as well, I said, like, I really want the Bengals to win this game, but, like, like the sport, like the fan side of me wants them to win it because I don't really like the Rams and like it would be nice to see them win or Bengals win. But then like the actual like sports brain me is like the Rams are the better team. The Chiefs were the better team. The Titans were the better team. So like those teams would all win. Yet somehow Joe Burrow and these young guys, they just don't give a damn, honestly. They don't and they don't care who they go up against. So that's why I was also hesitant to give the Rams the minus four and a half because like minus four and a half you're saying they're gonna win by more than a field goal but they're also not gonna win by more than a touchdown so like that four to like five six point area that's a tricky part for me to to hammer down so like like you said like I definitely think the Rams should win this game but saying they're gonna basically win by five or more like I just don't think it's gonna be I don't think I think it's gonna be much closer than five points and we're going to talk a lot about the quarterbacks as a Super Bowl. And we seem to, for whatever reason, and I've gone on diatribes and talked about this before that, you know, if you follow me, I'm not a big fan of it necessarily, but we like associate winning with quarterbacks and stats and so on. And quarterback wins become one and Super Bowl wins become the biggest one and all of those things. I think what's fascinating here is you've got four wide receivers between the two teams and like, there's an argument that Odell Beckham is the fourth best receiver on like in the super like, like like that's mind-boggling to me as a guy that watched him tear up the NFC East for so long that Odell Beckham is very well on the right day the fourth best receiver in the Super Bowl right Jamar Chase T Higgins and then obviously you got Cooper Cup having the year of a lifetime opposite of Odell Beckham worth mentioning the LA Rams would probably be favored by more more than four and a half points if like Robert Woods had not gotten hurt just crazy crazy offensive firepower in this game. I think that that leads to a higher scoring game than the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl. If you don't remember a few years back, they played your new England Patriots and lost 13 to three. Obviously a very different gunslinger back there in Jared Goff that looked flat scared at times. Um, And, and I don't anticipate that at Stafford because he has not looked scared in his playoff games. I will say, I don't have a lot of playoff games to work from. (laughs) It's just this season. But I, I, I think that, that that's making me feel fairly comfortable in saying that they'll score some points. Clearly, Joe Burrow has stones of steel because he's not scared of anything. Um, and there's, that makes me think they're going to be slinging it around, right? You mentioned Joe Burrow, so I want to talk on Matt Stafford for a second. Stafford, as a career guy, again, I'm not big on quarterbacks being stats and becoming wins and vice versa, but I will say that a guy that's had that many – 5,000-ish yard seasons, right? Just over, just under. If he were to also play well in a Super Bowl, I think that kind of puts him in the Hall of Fame conversation all of a sudden, right? Like this season, this single year, weirdly like launches him into a different place than he would have been had he finished out in Detroit and been the good old home guy, right? Or whatever. It's not to say that like he was ever the greatest quarterback in any year he played football, but just in an accumulation of time, he was always very good. The Lions just were not very good. I think we're seeing that in the way that he and Jared Goff traded places here. And his sack rate's dramatically different uh, when he's playing a different offense. And his thus interceptions change a little bit. I, obviously, throwing a Cooper Cup helps some. But like he also had Megatron in Detroit. Um, I, I, I think that 
it's worth pointing out that as much fun as the Joe Burrow story is and how cool it is to see that guy, a, a new face coming through the league, Matt Stafford, maybe it's the 30-year-old in me, Matt Stafford being an older guy, like kind of putting one final like run here at the end of his career. Who knows how much time he has left, I guess, but one big run here at the end for him seems like a cool story. Outside of quarterbacks, who are you looking at? I mentioned receivers, but who else are you looking at in this game? I mean, if kind of touch along more on the receivers since you mentioned them. I mean, I think the matchup everyone's going to be looking towards all night long is going to be Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey. And I think that's going to be a fantastic matchup. Obviously, like we've already established, Joe Burrow is not scared of anything. So I won't be surprised if he starts just trying Ramsey, see what he's going to do. And I couldn't find the odds on it on a Jalen Ramsey interception. I don't think my bookie had it yet, but I mean, I could definitely see him getting an interception at some point. But I can also see Jamar Chase just having a field day because I mean, it's not that the not that he's really faced the best secondaries this year, but like I just think those two are going to be going back and forth all night long. But also, I mean, that just because of that matchup, there's a great chance that T. Higgins is going to see. Hit, see himself wide open a long a lot of the time all night long so if there's any kind of props or stuff people are interested in for t higgins i would say probably want to do that like i think his anytime touchdown plus 140 like i think that's a fairly good lock on that but also just going back to the matt stafford thing real quick you kind of touched up on it but didn't say the exact words like if matt stafford wins the super bowl not only does he have a ring to his name but he also is responsible for two of the greatest receiving seasons of all time in Megatron and Cooper Cup. And so, like, that, with all the stats he's put up, with pot- potentially a Super Bowl ring, like, it has to catapult him in Hall of Fame levels, especially if we're talking about Eli Manning possibly being a Hall of Famer with his two lucky rings. So, if <laughs> Stafford and the Rams can pull it off, I think it's a no-brainer that Stafford's a Hall of Famer. But then I... also, just getting into it, I think – Obviously, the Rams have a very good defense, but I feel like people still aren't talking about them as much as they really should, to be honest. I, I, I'm i sorry I, like, chuckled while you were talking, and if that, yeah. like, cuts off anything. I laugh because the, like, ultimate, like, folks that don't listen to the show enough might not know you're a Patriots fan, but when you say yeah. those two lucky rings, they're like, ah, Patriots fan. Might want my bias out a little bit right there. <laughs> Well, and, and I will say that, like, I always look to, weirdly, the first Patriot-Giant Super Bowl with Eli Manning as, like, this reason that I don't like to call that a quarterback st- – the Super Bowl wins quarterback stats because, like, that season of Brady is the best season I've ever seen anybody play, right? Like, that that's why he's a Hall of Famer to me, and then he wins Super Bowl that year. That's neither here nor there, but but I just thought that was interesting. That's a little ooh right there <laughs> in the one spot. You mentioned the the matchup you're watching being defensively Ramsey on Chase and how that opens up T. Higgins and what that does for them. I weirdly also look at the Rams defense, but I'm looking at Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller versus that offensive line. Now, Burrow has played better than I would expect, given that he got sacked nine times in Tennessee and was running for his life at times against Kansas City. Definitely in the first half against Kansas City. But he also is playing one of the best football players I've ever seen play in Aaron Donald this weekend, right? Like, this is not just a decent or above average Titans pass rush. This is one of the most unblockable forces of all time. Like, this is a historically great defensive football player. And a if he can win a Super Bowl MVP as a defensive lineman, it would take some effort. Like, it take a couple sacks and probably defensive touchdown, that kind of stuff. It's crazy. But, like... 
if he has an impactful game at that kind of level, he's putting his name with like the Reggie Whites of the world, right? Like there's also legacy on the line there in a weird way. Um, Donald had 12 and a half sacks this year and was also double teamed on over 60% of snaps. And I know his interior defensive line, but I, I can't stress how crazy that is to get that kind of pressure when they're doubling you every play. Von Miller joined the season, joined the Rams midseason, and he has his own five sacks. Worth pointing out that he was a Super Bowl MVP a couple years mm-hmm. back, right? And so, like, he's a little bit older, but he also is facing a lot less double teams because you got a double Donald. So, like, that works in his favor. I actually, uh, you actually kind of took the words right out of my mouth. I was because I was going to mention how the last Super Bowl we saw where there was a very good defense with a great defensive player in his prime against a very I guess we can call it weak offensive line was that exact Super Bowl in which Von Miller won MVP. Granted, he's a linebacker and Aaron Donald is a defensive lineman, but I've been kind of saying it since the championship games are over. Like, I would not be surprised whatsoever if Aaron Donald just had the game of his life and somehow took away took away the MVP trophy for the game. Talking on MVPs, I think also leads us down an interesting road of prop bets. There are all kinds of like football-related prop bets and like not football-related prop bets. I want to start with football-related prop bets. Are there any football-related prop bets that like if you're feeling indifferent or feeling undecided on the four and a half points that you might hedge yourself with along the way? Yeah, I have quite a few written down here. Um, I'm going to start off with the outlandish ones first and get those out of the way. Feel like we haven't had one of these in a while in the Super Bowl, so I'm saying safety plus 700 according to my bookie. I think that is going to happen. I don't know why. I just feel like there's going to be a freak play, and somehow someone's going to get tackled in the end zone. I would also point out that that would be very much in line with all of the defensive pressure we just said Joe Burrow's going to be under. Like yep. if they get backed up, that could very well be both things happening at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I already mentioned T. Higgins. I still think Odell is going to score a touchdown up at one point but my big thing i think the first touchdown of the game will be scored by van jefferson i know he's their third wide receiver basically behind odell and cooper cup but he's still still good person to pick plus 1600 that's a quite a nice chunk of money that you could possibly win on him scoring the first touchdown of the game although i don't think i've ever actually predicted it correctly the player to first to score the first touchdown a few times i've done it so what I will say, though, is that McVay is very creative, and he could have something where, like, Odell is throwing to Van Jefferson, right? Like, like there's du- several different ways that happens. I, and so I like being a little bit off script here. The What, what I think is interesting is, and I, as I look at this game, we're, we're learning more about Zach Taylor in these playoffs than I think we ever thought we were going to learn. But when I what I understand about Sean McVay, one of the bets on my bookie is, plus 160 for a successful two-point conversion. I'm putting money on that. McVay's going for two a bunch of times. and If they score a bunch of points, we'll go for two a bunch of times. I Just because he's a math guy, analytics guy, and he likes all the funky stuff, I'd imagine that they hit 50% of those, and if they go for more than one, that's pretty good odds, I feel like, right? <laughs> and then and then also, you never know. Like, one team may be trailing late in the game. They're trailing by eight points. They might need to get that two-point conversion. So I think that, I think that is certainly going to happen as well. Yeah, well, and I think it's interesting. The two point conversion attempted is at minus one thirty, right? Because I think my bookie is saying like that's gonna probably happen, right? Yeah. But conversion is plus one sixty, and so that flips it a little bit. 
I, I just I saw that and was like, no, I think that's pretty good. You mentioned the safety, and I only sit on the safety because of you know, I, I feel frankly fairly certain that there's going to be a sack and that could very well turn into a safety. When I say sack, last safety, last safety was the uh, um, the Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl, correct? I think so. I believe so. I believe so because I feel like we hear about that whenever someone gets backed up in the Super Bowl. The other football related play is a, that the first play is a run or a sack uh, is minus 140. That I get both options there. I'm feeling fairly certain on pushing that, uh, even though it's not like the best moneymaker, just because if it's a pass, if it's a Joe Burrow pass, I mentioned several times now, I feel like there will be a number of sacks. And if it's a run, right, there's, you know, one every three plays is a run on both these teams. So I feel fairly certain about that as well. If the interesting thing here is we both, you mentioned safety, I've mentioned pressure. There is plus 4,000 that the first score is not a touchdown or field goal, which means a safety or something, yeah. right? Is that ha- like, ha- first of all, someone's done something wrong early. If that's the first score of the game. <laughs> Isn't that what happened in the Seahawks Bronco one too? It was like the bad snap that went over Peyton Manning's head. And then like, just went right into the end of the start off. And everyone was like, what the hell just happened? Well, and it was, you know, Peyton Manning is this offensive maestro. And frankly, the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl is the one they lose while he's in Denver and Seattle's defense shuts him out. And I was like, Peyton Manning was still playing okay. And then the Super Bowl that he wins in Denver, he actually plays like crap in. And that's kind of the, the ultimate irony there. It's interesting to me that any other score is plus 4,000 for the first score. And then an LA Rams safety is plus 3,500. And a Bengals safety is plus 3,500. I'm not a mathematician. I'm not an odds maker. But it's interesting to me that like... You could very well, like, if you put down two hundred dollars, all of a sudden walk away with seven and a half thousand dollars, like, like very, very quickly, right? I don't know, I don't know why that is. It's probably because it's so unlikely, right? But it just seems yeah. interesting on the math side of that to me. And I'd love a mathematician to come on and talk to us more about that. Any other football-related props before we dive into the goofier stuff? Yeah, the last one that I haven't touched on is I'm going to say the highest scoring half between the two halves is going to be the second half over the first half. Uh, the second half was at, I have it written down here at minus 140. I forget what it said. The first half was, but I, I think, I think both teams are just going to feel each other out the first half of the game see what happens. And then maybe there'll be a touchdown or two here or there, but I think the second half is when both teams are just going to start coming out firing. And then that's when all the real fun's going to happen. Fair enough. I would also think that that you know halftime adjustments will be different in the Super Bowl versus a regular game, especially with like two weeks off and the way that that starts the game. The my, my bookie has several props involving the halftime show as far as the fun, sillier stuff goes. I, I I'll go first on this one because I think it's interesting that so if you haven't heard of the halftime show, it's Kendrick Lamar, it's Snoop Dogg, it's Dr. Dre, it's Eminem. It's got I guess Eminem's from Detroit, but it's got some funkier stuff going on as far as like Southern California hip hop and rap goes, I I wish that the, they didn't like pre rehearse and pre, you know, do all, several things involving Super Bowl because that could make the first song a little bit more fun because frankly, I could see Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre being like, no, we're going to do drop it like it's hot because that dude dropped the ball right before we, or like, I, I, I see something fun there. I'm looking at this though. And I know it's minus minus one ten, 
but it feels really obvious and easy, especially when going into the NFC Championship game, they knew it was going to be either the Rams, the Niners, and the Super Bowl. I'm taking minus 110. The first song of halftime is California Love, right? Like, like has to be. I, I, I know that that's not a great moneymaker, and people are like, oh, Angel was playing it safe, or whatever. But, like, that's what it's going to be. They, they knew a month ago at this point <laughs> that, that California yeah. was represented in the Super Bowl. That's what they got to go with. Yeah. I just thought that one was a little weird because, I mean, it's really like Tupac that's in the song, but it's also apparently Dr. Dre's song, which I literally had to double check as I was looking at that and make sure that I wasn't like going crazy or anything. But, I mean, yeah, they definitely have this stuff planned ahead ahead of time. So, it makes sense. The one part for that that I like was looking at, it says the first who will be the first to speak, sing, or rap at halftime. I'm saying it says Dr. Dre has the lowest odds at plus one thirty. I feel like that has to happen. I mean, obviously most of the people performing in the halftime show are from Los Angeles or California or somewhere from around that area. So I just feel like it makes sense for someone like Dr. Dre to come out and say something first or as although it could also be Snoop Dogg as well. I also think it's interesting. There's going to be this one. I feel like is also easy money based on the hip hop performers. Number of references to marijuana during halftime is over under two and a half. I'm taking the over at minus 180 easy. And I don't, I think it's over in, I think I hit that in the first song. I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) And then going off of that, one of them is literally, will Snoop Dogg smoke a blunt on stage? I mean, <laughs> if anyone who says no to that, I'm sorry, but you might not be the brightest person. I like there's it's a no brainer. Snoop but, Dogg's gonna smoke on stage. And and to be fair, the game is in California. It's legal there. This is not like some scandalous thing happening <laughs> in L.A. Like he can buy that down the street. It's that's the way that goes. Interesting t- tidbit. You mentioned California Love being. You always thought it was a Tupac song. Uh, showing my age, I, I kind of remember it being both of them. One of the props is: Does Tupac Shakur join as a hologram at some point during the show? Plus two fifty, minus six fifty. They did the Coachella thing a few years back. What are your thoughts there? I wasn't necessarily looking at that one, but I mean, if they're going to play a song that had Tupac in it, I feel like it would make sense to have a Tupac hologram on it. Although. Obviously, it has happened with holograms many times before. I still don't understand how that technology works. That's neither here nor there. But, I mean, yeah, it would make sense for Tupac, like for a Tupac hologram to be on there. But, I mean, maybe there isn't a Tupac hologram and his face is just like on the Jumbotron up front. Maybe that happens instead. So, who knows? There'll be references to Tupac. The hologram is interesting technology. I I have two that my bookie, and I think they're both interesting, has two non-halftime silly Super Bowl props. Do you know what they are? Is one of them relating to one of the announcers of the game? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The the over-under is set at five and a half for Chris Collins were saying, now here's a guy. (laughs) I love that one so much. That's hilarious. (laughs) So are you going over or are you going under? Well, I don't know why, but for me, it just, it literally shows the over- five and a half and the plus 125 it doesn't even show me the like odds for the under so i'm, I'm saying he's saying it at least six times for sure <laughs> it's all it's worth unless like they're just crazy odds i get um yeah. the the other one i see here is that a player cries on camera i assume because we wouldn't know if it was not on camera during the national yeah. anthem it's yes is minus 120 no is minus 120 so same odds either way you just got to put your money on one what are you saying uh 
I'm saying no. I feel like the last person I ever remember to get caught crying on camera in a football game was No Shot Moreno years ago when he had like so much, like, I don't even know how it happened. There was just so much tears or whatever flowing out of him. But I'm saying no, no way. I think these guys have like, I think their emotions have already, like, they've already felt the emotions. Although you never truly feel it until it's happening. I, I weirdly feel like Matt Stafford might, but I just think on, on statistics. Uh, yeah, I, I just think on statistics, I'm going to say no, because there's so many players that if I can only think of Matt Stafford, I guess that's probably not good enough odds. I will say if they were like, you know, plus a thousand or plus four thousand that Matt Stafford was the guy, I'd probably put a little down there. <laughs> right? like, like, like that just feels like something that he would do. But if it's, you know, well, anyone else like I don't I don't see Odell Beckham doing it. I don't you know, uh, the camera's going to the camera's going to be on stars, so I don't need yeah. to worry about, like, Sean Robinson. I, I, I don't – you know, Von Miller's been there before. Aaron Donald uh, will be in killer mode. Because Jalen Ramsey wasn't on the team in the, in the Super Bowl they lost to Pat, so maybe Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey, and then the, the story of the week has been Cooper Cup was hurt that year, that time around, right? And so mm-hmm. Cup may, may have some emotions there that aren't directly tied but are, you know, at the same moment. If they're both even, I guess I'm taking no because these guys, like, you're probably pretty focused on the game, like you said. But if they were an individual player, I might scroll the player list. Uh, any last thoughts on the Super Bowl before we move into, well, into wrapping it up, I guess? Yeah, don't actually listen to any of these picks I take because I will probably be wrong regardless. So don't trust <laughs> me. But these are just all things I think may happen. And now that we've talked about them and knowing how my history with this type of stuff, they probably won't happen anymore. So, well, that's been the most damning thing of the whole this whole my book experiment is. I feel like I've been wrong nearly every time. So maybe the Bengals win the Super Bowl and prove me wrong. I again, I think that I think they can beat the spread. I just think that the Rams win. I I gotta ask Chris. Football season's wrapping up. My bookie has been. We've been doing a lot of work with the NFL through my bookie and and their big big games every weekend. Do you have anything you're looking forward to doing with my bookie after we're done with the NFL? I mean, I guess at the moment, once Sunday is over, it's really just going to be basketball and hockey for the next couple months. I mean, who knows when baseball is going to start with all the lockout talk going on. But, I mean, yeah, I guess that's, that's the two main ones that we're going to be looking forward to. But, I mean, also, in just over a month from now, it will be March Madness time. So, I'm sure my bookie will have quite a lot to say about that. So, I'm waiting for that. Um, I, I have question marks about like the last week or two of February, but I'm like you. Once we get close to March, we're going to be talking a lot about college basketball, which means I'm really behind. And so I got to go talk to like my guy, Andy Patton over at Scores Ag Score to figure out more about the Gonzaga Bulldogs and, and stuff like that. My Texas Longhorns are very up and down. We lost to Texas Tech last week and then we beat Kansas this week. And it's, you know, it, it feels like a crapshoot in the Big 12. Long story short, that I don't know much about college basketball yet, but I didn't, apparently didn't know much about football because got all those wrong. Chris, tell people where they can find you and tell us how we're both wrong. So, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Chris underscore Slewa7, just continuing to do my rambling and my crazy sports takes and obviously doing all the, the, back, the behind-the-scenes work right here. I'm looking for big-time jobs now since I'm done with college. Got to really start looking at those now. Fun fact, I just got start since like my bookie, their reads are always talking about crypto. I actually started investing into crypto last week. So hopefully I can start 
getting hopefully the values on those can start go, going up and I can start using whatever I'm up on my bookie. But that's going to be a waiting process. But yeah, on Twitter, Instagram, Chris Lee with seven, and there should be some good stuff coming from me soon. But for now, I'm just focusing on trying to find a nice job after college. Well, and I will say that once you make once you, we're not going to ask you for your secrets beforehand, but once you make it big with the crypto thing, we may ask how it happened later. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how any of this stuff works. I just know that if I toss money into it, there's a chance a little ways down the road, it might be worth a lot more. So that's, that's all I'm banking on. Fair enough. If you want to talk to a 30 year old, that sounds like a 30 year old, not knowing anything about crypto, you can find me on Twitter, and Instagram at Painsworth 512. That's P-A-I-N-S-W-R-T-H 512 on Twitter and Instagram. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. I talk crypto. I guess you guys don't know what I'm talking about anything else. But I talk about a lot of basketball, football, etc. I do things I write. Other podcasts have been on. It's on a couple shows at the end of last week weekend. And I share all those through Twitter. So make sure you find me and we can interact through there. I love talking to people about hoops, especially with the free agency stuff and I guess trade stuff right now. And buyouts will come after that and so on. This show is on instagram and twitter as well on instagram we're at f underscore n underscore sports that's at f underscore n underscore sports and on twitter we're at fn sports it's f-i-n-s-p-r-t-s number two all one word you can go to there and go through our social media handle links like the link where it says link tree and you can go to all of our sponsors that's yeti that's the beard struggle that's obviously ourselves with my bookie and you can also find access to our merch store you can you know, we have a charitable shirt every month. This month, we're doing a 42 campaign in honor of Jackie Robinson, where we donate money to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, which helps with scholarships to HBCUs. It's fun, fun stuff. And it's a really good cause to help support the show, help support the cause, and see our merch store again through FN Sports 2. The link is there in our social media handle or in our bio right there. Make sure you're download subscribe rate review doing a couple different outlets don't have to just stick to one but whatever you do when it comes to sports don't flunk with us later guys I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi. I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.